Are we? Are you recording, Justin? Maybe. This is Jacob Bratz with JLB Morelia. This is Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. And you're listening to the Herpeticulture Podcast. Enjoy. Anybody? Any, oh gosh. Anyways, welcome everybody. This is episode 73 of the Herpeticulture Podcast. I am alone in studio. It's just me. Jake's on the on the phone. I'm still here, guys. All right. Look. Don't don't give me shit about this. All right. <laughs> I'm I'm still here. Okay. It's just not the same. I'm staring at an empty other half of the table and it's kind of depressing. Look. I know it's not the same, but you're going to have to get over it cuz nobody wants corona. So You don't have corona. I who knows, man. You could have it. You could I, all have it. I guarantee you, if anyone has it, it's me. I came in contact with way too many people at work this past week. Yeah, you working at freaking Bass Pro Shops. Oh, dude, it was nuts, man. Yeah, dude, screw that. I, I mean, I've, <laughs> I've, I've touched a lot of money from a lot of people yeah, in the last few days exactly. as well. So. <laughs> Exhi- <laughs> <enough>. Exhibit A. <laughs> I work with one guy, and then I see my coworkers briefly in the morning, and then the rest of the day I work with one dude. So, oh, nice. at least there's that. Well, meanwhile, all of Florida thinks they can shoot Corona, so. Nice. <laughs> yeah, well, shoot it out of the air. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but Shoot Corona through my eyeballs. Yeah. <laughs> As I was saying, this episode 73, we are joined by our buddy, Derek Dykstra. Is it Dykstra? Hey, good job with the last Ooh, name, Dykstra. Boy, nice. I'm on a roll. Call me butter. <laughs> He's actually he's actually pretty good with Dude, the last I'm name. Dude, I'm like 20 that. and 0 with this. Nice. Yeah, he's pretty good with the I, last name. I got that dialect. Got that dialect. <laughs> uh, so Derek is a, a a busy man just like myself. You're uh you you're on Instagram as Apex Arboreals. You do a lot with Morelia, but you also uh, work with P. and Cody at the Reptile Preservation Institute, and you're involved with the Rattlesnake Conservancy. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. I definitely stay busy between my personal collection, internship with uh, P. and Cody, and then everything I do with TRC. I, I stay busy, that's for sure. So what? Yeah, what I can you... imagine, man. I see a lot of the a lot of the stuff you do, and man, I think I think it's really cool. That's why I want to get you on because there's there's so many different things I see you doing, you know, so many aspects of, you know, your, of the hobby for you. And I think it's really cool, you know, all the, the rounds you make per se. Yeah, man. Which, which one came first? So first came, well, let's see, it all started when I got into college. I went to the Santa Fe teaching zoo here in Gainesville and um, really cool program. I actually, I'm a little bit different than most reptile people because usually everyone's story is kind of the same. Like, oh, you know, I grew up catching lizards, frogs, snakes. I was obsessed with dinosaurs as a kid. That wasn't really the case with me. Um, I always thought that I was going to work with sharks and be a marine biologist. Mm-hmm. Failed chemistry a couple times, then went into this, changed my major. <laughs> <Didn't> we all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was changed the worst. my major. Oh, my God, you're telling me, man. Yeah. But um, I went into this two-year program where basically it throws you in a zoo and you 
specialize and go to school to become a zookeeper. And that's kind of where I found the reptile thing, you know, private sector as well as AZA and zoos. And I just kind of got obsessed with it. So I would say it started there. That's when I got my first couple of snakes. Um, uh, unfortunately, my first snake was a ball python like everyone else. But... Of course. Of course. <laughs> yep. Yep. It was like 20 bucks at some pet shop in, actually up in Savannah, Georgia. And I was like, sure, hey, why not? Savannah's right <laughs> over the, wow, that's right over the yeah, way. Yeah. Yep, that's yep. right up the road from us. And then let's see. So I got that. And then a Doom Rolls Boa. And then uh, my first carpet python. So it was kind of over from there. Um, and while I was going to school, kept those three snakes. And then that's when I met Tony Daly Cruz, who is the executive director for the Rattlesnake Conservancy. And I, he came and gave a presentation to one of my classes. And afterwards I was like, Hey man, do you guys need any volunteers? And he actually invited me, um, to go to the Claxton Rattlesnake Festival, like right off the bat. And I was like, Oh, cool. Okay. And, uh, kind of, you know, took off from there. I've been involved with the Rattlesnake Conservancy for over three years now, and I've done a little bit of everything. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Awesome, man. I have yet to go to that Claxton. Uh, it used to be a roundup, but now they've changed it, right, to where it's it's more Correct. education related, and like nothing gets killed. <clears throat> yes. So I believe I could be wrong here, but I think back in two thousand and maybe two thousand twelve, they made the switch from a Kill Festival, Rattlesnake Roundup, to now an education-based roundup. So uh, the Rattlesnake Conservancy, we like to go every year. Um, we we bring rattlesnakes put on display. Some other people do. Um, Chiha Zoo brings some animals, Georgia Reptile Society. So a bunch of people bring a bunch of different rattlesnakes put on display. We do shows. We you know take pictures with all the uh, girls doing the beauty contest and the rattlesnake queen or whatever. So it's, it's a good time, and they've definitely – definitely come a long way. Um, that's why we like to support it every year because the big thing for roundups is that they, they bring in a lot of money to the local communities. So we obviously try to push Claxton to be more successful than what they were as a roundup and try yeah. to use that as leverage for the other ones like William. See, it kills me to see them done like in Eastern Diamondback sort of oh areas. My God. It's like, oh, dude. Like Aatrox, yeah. I know those are everywhere. It still sucks. Mm-hmm. Die, but it's like, if I see Eastern Diamondbacks in the pit with everything else, I'm like, why? Yep. Yeah. Oh, it's the worst, man. It's so bad. It hurts my soul. Yep. My... Like just in general though, man, like those, those roundups are just like, obviously, you know, yours aside, uh, Derek, you know, mm. but just like some of the ones you see out in Texas, man, like Aatroxes or not, man, like it's. Did you ever go to when you like, were out it's there? Disgusting. Uh, no, 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 hell no. I wasn't no, sure I if never... you would just happen to, to stumble across one just to experience. It no, I the, the only the, I I went to like this I don't know some type of outdoor expo and there were some dudes there with like they had just like a pit. Of Western Diamondbacks, and mm-hmm. there was just a guy like sitting in the middle of them with like snake boots on and a hook, and he was just throwing rattlesnakes around like it was nothing. And like it wasn't like an area set space for that, like it wasn't about snakes, it was literally just like an outdoor expo thing. But he was there, and I was like, What the hell, you know? Like it was just random Jeez. and weird. And it was they and they all looked like <laughs> shit, man. It was terrible. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. what is your purpose? Like, you're oh my god, it was terrible. 
Yeah, it's rough, man. Those roundups, those those snakes are in just terrible situations for months before they end up getting killed off. But like yeah. they'll be in buckets and bags, no food, no water, and they just look like shit, man. Yeah, yeah. it's Brutal. terrible. I it's that, that's why I can I heard about the roundups they had in Texas. I just know there's no. At first, like I didn't know exactly what it was when I first heard of them because um, I was still kind of you know really getting into the heart of the hobby when I moved out there. And then, like, I heard about these roundups, and I was like, oh, that actually sounds kind of cool. And I looked it up, and I was like, oh, God. That is oh, cool. yeah. That is not cool. Like, yeah. Know, when, know, um, yeah, when Tony came and gave that presentation for my class, when I basically got started with TRC, he played a short little trailer um, for a film that still has not come out, but it's called Rounding Up Sweetwater about the Sweetwater uh, Rattlesnake Roundup. Uh-huh. And that that video is kind of what, what did it for me, seeing all the gruesome shit that goes on, what they do to those animals. Like, that's what flipped the switch. And I was like, man, I've, I've got to do something and do my part to kind of spread the word and put out a better name for these animals. Yeah, man, for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. So what are you doing, like, you're in Florida, right? You're you're. How far are you from P and Cody? I'm like 15 minutes up the road. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. So yeah. well. So, uh, so, I guess like from here, we. I, I kind of like I. I wanted to get in your head a little bit about like what's what it's like being you know, but to somebody working with you know people like. Pia and Cody, you know, getting into, you know, keeping or working with the species that they have and then like working towards your licenses, you know, what, what that experience is like, you know? Oh yeah. And man, working under awesome. a freak like Cody Bartolini. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That alone's an adventure. You don't have to have venomous snakes involved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's pretty incredible. I always say that I'm, I'm super lucky to have kind of gotten involved with reptiles when I did because Right off the bat, as soon as I started working with them, I pretty much jumped right into Venomous. Um, I first started training under Tony with the Rattlesnake Conservancy um, up at his place in Jacksonville. I'd try to get up there one or two times a month, depending on my work and school schedule. Um, so that's where I got my basically my feet wet with Venomous. And then um, he moved out to Arizona, and I was like, well, shit, I want to continue my hours I needed to figure out what to do. And I was actually super intimidated to message Cody about it. Cause like I'd seen him at a couple events, but I'd never talked to him. And I'm people down in Florida can be kind of a dick when it comes to getting out. <laughs> Walking around in his yeah. bird dogs. <laughs> yeah. So I shot him a message and I was like, Hey man, I'm, I'm trying to get some more hours and some more exposure. Would you be cool if I, you know, came over, saw your place and maybe, you know, worked under you, under you a little bit. And he was like, pumped about it he was like yeah man we need someone out here with some more experience to kind of help out with things and i that was just a huge freaking sigh of relief and then of course my first day out there i lost my mind man his stuff is just incredible yeah i I still haven't even seen everything that they have at their place it's it's ridiculous my first time in the montane room was actually at carpet fest no way (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Yeah, I know, but it, it's awesome, man. I, I love going out there. I feel bad. I, it's been a couple weeks since I've been out, but everything with this virus and life, I've just been super busy. But uh, working under Cody is it's honestly an awesome experience because he is 
so detail oriented. That's He's an a understatement. Wealth of knowledge. Yeah, I know it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, he basically he makes you want to be a better keeper and being able he to really be, does. Yeah, man. And being able to be around that every day, like learning, you know, why he does things a certain way. And uh, I pretty much learned how he does his bioactive builds and I just gave him my first one a shot and it was okay. But like being underneath Cody, he's super serious about working the venomous but he's not like overbearing with the teaching and i like the fact that he likes to remind you that, that the animals we work with can kill you and kill you really quickly because a lot of people get kind of you know all right it is what it is we've done this a million times cody's like yeah and by the way mid-conversation the snake can kill you really fast i was like so it definitely keeps me on my toes <laughs> yeah <laughs> That sounds like a Cody Cody like statement. Yeah, I can totally see Cody doing that too. It's like I can picture him doing it right now. Like, yeah, this snake could kill you in about minutes, depending on you know. Yep. But yeah, I've definitely adapted a lot of how I keep my animals now to to how Cody does it. So I definitely appreciate everything that he's taught me so far. He sets the bar very high. He, he does, does, man, and that's a, that's what you know. That's what I love about Cody. Is, you know, it, it's funny that you say you know he makes you want to be better, and that's that's all that happens anytime you see you know once you see his collection, man. It's just like it makes you want to do better, makes you want to do more for your animals. Oh, he's yeah. he's a prime example of you, you can always do better. For sure. You know what I mean? He's always doing something, you know, upgrading something. He's always you know changing things up, and mm-hmm. you know he's you know prime example, man. Yeah, I'm de- definitely pretty fortunate he's, like, just down the road, not having yeah. a two-hour commute. Yeah, I mean, I was anymore. talking to him at one point. I was like, dude, I'll come down there for a weekend, like, once a month and do whatever yeah. you need to do. I don't you know, I don't even need the permit because I'm not in Florida, but I was like, I'll do it just because it's, you know, experience, and mm-hmm. I like their place. I like hanging out there, you know? Oh, yeah, for uh, sure. And I'll be completely honest. Most of the time, I'll go over to Cody's, and I'll be there. If it's not a day I have to work, I'll be there for like eight or nine hours. But most of the day, we just stand around and talk the entire time. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you'll have about an eight or nine, con- eight or nine hour, con- hour long conversation with Cody every now and then. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Our, I mean, the episode we did with him was still our longest. It was like pushing four hours. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had, to, I had to go that night, I think. It started going yeah. so long. And I, had to, I, I don't remember what it was. I know, I'm pretty sure I had to wake up early to go to Florida the next day. I was going up for Daytona. Nice. And I, I was heading up there for Daytona. And um, he, we had him on. And it got to like, it was like almost one in the morning. And I'm out, I'm, Cody's talking. I'm mouthing to Justin. I'm like, I gotta go. I was, I just kind of sat there with my hands up. Like, I don't know what you want me to do. Like, I, there's yeah. no break for me to jump in. And so I'm like texting Pia. And I'm yeah. Like, I'm like, so like hey, we gotta go. Mid, yeah. Literally mid conversation. I just like took off my headphones. Like, yo, I'm leaving. Like, I, nice. have to, I have to get up at like 6 a.m. And it's one in the morning. And I have to drive Jeez. four hours tomorrow. So... I'm out. <laughs> nice. But no no offense, Cody, if you hear this, you know, I love you to death, but that was that was a lot. And it was just bad timing to be honest, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. We wanna have him on again, we just have to plan it out. Find like a Sunday yeah. Sunday afternoon. Yeah. yeah, and then yeah. Oh boy. That'd be a Sunday morning so we can get done in the afternoon. Yeah. Be done by four. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Start at eight. 
But I like that though, because I mean, it makes him very easy to talk to. It makes him very, oh yeah, very oh, like sure. the best guests are the ones that that frankly he's like easy. don't shut up. Like that's okay. Yeah, like he's easy <laughs> to talk to because you don't have to talk. I'll take that <laughs> over someone who just gives you like simple yes or no answers to everything, and then you just sit there in silence. <laughs> that's brutal. <laughs> like yeah. someone talking oh, too I much did. is way better than someone who doesn't talk enough. Yeah, Jeez. absolutely. <clears throat> Not that Cody talks too much. No, no, never. no, not at all. <laughs> we love you, never. And then he's completely oh, self-aware of that that aspect. Oh, so yeah. I'm oh, not yeah. even. I don't even feel bad because he knows. <laughs> Everybody he knows. Care. He doesn't care. That's the thing. <laughs> he just he says it with such passion. That's the that's the difference. He's not talking to hear well, himself I, talk. He's talking because he's pumped up about it, and he wants you to be pumped well, I up. Think- I think what it is is he's out there in the middle of nowhere, never leaves yeah, his house. So himself. whenever he talks yeah. to people, he's got to just get it all out there. <laughs> he's just got a, <laughs> like a, a, a backlog of ideas and thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the first person who, who shows up is the first victim. Oh, <laughs> uh, good old Cody. So yeah. what? So working with him, like, what have like have you been at? You know, obviously you work rattlesnake a lot. You know, I talk mm. to you at Carver Fest. Kind of your your passion, obviously. Um, but have you have you been able to work with like any elapids or anything over there yet? Yeah, so um, I have had the opportunity to. Um, I think the first day I actually worked venomous at his house. Um, he had me move some juvenile black mambas. So oh, baptism wow. by fire. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> just throw them right in. Man. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> that that was that was an experience, man. I'll definitely never forget that. But that's. Um, we, and we like to make the joke that Cody's an elapid guy because he he keeps so many, but he's really he's really not. He and he'll tell you he's like we have a lot of elapids, and I don't know how it happened, but he's he's definitely a viper guy. But, really, I would yeah, not. Have, yep. I wouldn't have pegged him as a viper guy. I yep. would have said he's an elapid guy. Yep. But yeah, wow. so I've I've worked uh, some juvenile blacks. Um, I've worked some anilifera, which are the snouted cobras. Uh, ring calls, spitting cobras, uh, red spitting cobras. So I've definitely gotten a lot of exposure to elapids, which is what I wanted, considering I've got all the hours I need for my Viparidae permit here in Florida. So I wanted to ramp up my my elapid hours. So now that you have your uh, Viparidae uh, permit, are you are you planning on getting some rattlesnakes or some vipers of your own soon? Or yeah, so it's kind of all on hold right now. Um, the way it works here in Florida, I know you guys have had guests on before that talk about it, but for anyone who's listening who might not know, um, down in Florida, to get your venomous reptile permit, you have to have a thousand hours working experience under two permitted. Uh, keepers already so I've worked under Cody's my third mentor um, and I've got over 500 hours with uh, the Paraday and FWC doesn't exactly advertise this a lot but there's an exam you can take where if you've worked with Venomous for at least a year um, and you take this exam it'll knock off 500 hours across the board so yeah so and that test was a pain in the ass to schedule because every time I called, they'd send me up to Tallahassee or send me back to my regional office, and no one knew what I was talking about. But oh, I'm, yeah, I'm actually, sure they gave you the runaround on that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But uh, once I got it scheduled, um, it was a breeze, man. Like I was in and out in like 15 minutes. It was it was, a breeze. <laughs> it was funny, man, because like the uh, 
the officer that handed it out was like, dude, how'd you finish so fast? I can't even read some of these words. And I was like, man, it's <laughs> that's the difference between you and me. That's what separates so the men from the boys. Protecting us. <laughs> yeah. This is the guy that but, can tell you what you can and can't have. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Jesus. So, Jesus. Yeah. so with that, I've got all the hours that I need for the paraday. Um, going over to Cody's, I will be very close or have my lapidate hours soon, but I cannot put in for my permit until I have the funds to basically buy a shed or build an outbuilding. Cause the one, um, agreement my girlfriend and I came to, cause I moved in with her after my internship after college is I can keep as many venomous as I want, just not in the house. And I was like, cool, that's fine. But now I'm like, shit, I'm broke and I can't build a building right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. It's, uh, yeah. It's, it's a fair trade, though. I, oh, yeah. I, I can understand it with the venomous. You know, oh, yeah, right? for sure. <clears throat> yeah. But, yeah, so that's the uh, that's the goal. I'll put in for, you know, my permit. I just really want to focus on uh, Vipers and Alapids. I, I would like to keep a Gila monster and, you know, some – Bowiga at some point would be cool, but I don't really want to have to deal with 500 hours of sitting around with a Gila monster or, you know, moving a mangrove snake right. back and forth. Right. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah, no, the, so I, and I never wanted to keep Mambas until I started going to Cody's house. <laughs> so I'm going to blame him for that 100%. But, uh, the main goal is because I'm, I'm super involved with the rattlesnake conservancy is I would like to have a huge collection of a bunch of different species of rattlesnakes, be able to breed them, maybe work with different zoos on their stud books and SSPs and basically just have a huge collection of rattlesnakes. What's oh, your, yeah, what's your favorite rattlesnake species out of all uh, of them? Oh dude, that's, oh, that's so hard. Go your head, you gotta pick <laughs> He's one. He's like, I've thought about this so much. <laughs> There's really not an answer, man. Like, the Florida boy in me wants to say Eastern Diamondback because they're just, yeah, I mean, they're amazing. They're the iconic snake of the Southeast, but man, I went out to Arizona to visit Tony and teach a couple of our venomous courses and we did some herping and just everything they have out there. I really love the Arizona blacks. There's something uh, about an almost completely black rattlesnake that does it for me. Mm-hmm. And then like, there's just the tiger rattlesnakes are really cool, super toxic, which I'm super interested in venom composition and toxicology so that does it it's just there's so many different species actually one of the projects i worked on for trc was compiling a list of every known rattlesnake species and subspecies and i think right now we are up to 85 yeah so there's a lot lot yeah those guys at herp mx keep finding new new damn species like every other week (laughs) Yeah, it seems every time you turn around, I have to add something new to that list. And there's like a lot of these Central and South America species we don't know shit about. Yeah. So I think down down the line, that's something TRC would like to get more involved yeah. in is stuff down in Mexico. Jake, what's your For favorite sure. species of, of crotalid? I really, really love pygmies. Nice. I've always just really liked pygmy rattlesnakes, um, but naturally, again, like you said, you know the 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 South Carolina boy and me wants to uh-huh. eat their diamondbacks, <laughs> of course. And I've always really loved Mojaves. Yep. I've always thought Mojave rattlesnakes are really really cool, so I I give those you know and blacktails, blacktails are awesome. Oh yeah, Dude, the and, ornate blacktails. It, yeah, uh-huh. and it's like and the rock rattlesnakes, man. Like, mm-hmm. come on. 
Yeah. You can't beat those things. You know, it's like you can't you can't choose. No, you really can't. Man. It's, it's they're, impossible. They're also I love rattlesnakes too. Like I I, re- I always have. I think they're incredible. You know, I'd really, you know, but they're it's so hard. Justin, what about you? Uh, specs. Nice. Yeah. Solid. Solid. Very solid. <laughs> but I mean, seeing those uh, what is it the the price eye that they just got there, Cody and Peter. Mm-hmm. Seeing those yep. in person, that was like, those are really cool. Oh yeah. And the way they have them set up, that's that's one mm-hmm. thing, you know, in the future when TRC has the funding to actually open up a facility and do some, you know, nice exhibits open to the public, I cannot wait to get my hands on some of those, you know, more montane species and yeah. do some really cool setups. Yeah. Oh, man, that would be so cool. Oh, yeah. What's your favorite species as far as what Cody and Pia have? Oh, that's a tough one. Um I would like to say probably the Ophriacus, the oh, emerald yes. horns. Yes. My man. Those, <laughs> Dude. those are definitely my favorite as far as looks go, but when it comes to working animals, the the black mambas, no no doubt they took the cake. Damn. But, uh, yeah, so the Ophriacus are amazing. I don't get that jazzed about a lapids. <laughs> I like the like the banded uh Nigricollis. Mm-hmm. Like I like those a lot. Um but I don't know. I, I just like I if, if I was ever keeping exotic venomous on any sort of scale, mm-hmm. like elapids would probably be pretty low on the list of stuff I'd be getting. But like those Ophriacus and any uh, yeah. uh, Atheris or anything like that, dude. Like small tree stuff, I'd be all over it. Oh uh, yes, Justin. Ju- Justin gets hard over those uh, those little tree vipers, man. Oh, if it green, if it's green, it sits on a stick, right? <laughs> That's right. You know it. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. I don't yeah, know. I, man, gra- I gravitate to smaller stuff like that, anyways. Like my f- yeah, the, the, yeah. the Ranatomea and the Dart Frogs has become my favorite. Like those are nice. way smaller than all the other stuff. I don't know what it is about like micro species, so to so to speak, that I just I don't know. I've always I'm into it. So nice. the guy who sold off his children's pythons. Those are different. Those are just different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're not fun small species, so <laughs> it's different. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, I gotta say my favorite lapid there had to have been that pop one type in. Oh, yeah. That thing's gorgeous. God man. man. Oh, it's so pretty. That hypo dejara. Yeah. Yeah. That what? yeah. Boy, that, thing, that thing makes me feel funny between the legs. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Every time I see that thing, I'm like, I just want to reach in and, and touch it. It's so pretty. I just, it's like I gotta. It has to feel as good as it looks. Oh god, yeah. They're freaking. They're gorgeous. It's something about an elapid that looks and acts like a viper. I mean. Yeah, like that's that's what's so crazy. I remember like when I first like. You know, still new-ish to snakes, you know, new vipers and the lapids, all that mm. crap. But I saw those, and I was like, oh, that's a viper. It's like, oh, this is a lapid. No, it's not. Yeah, it's, yeah, dude, like, same, same. <laughs> it's that weird Australia stuff, man. It's like God took over, took all the, the leftover parts from, like, everything else and was like, well, I got this little, like, island here. I'll just throw it all together there. I'll make a, a freaking <laughs> a duck beaver and, you know, <laughs> like a, a giant rat that's basically a kangaroo. And it hops mm-hmm. around a wombat. There, he, he was like, "This will be a place only for animals. No humans would ever live here." Yeah, right. <laughs> oh wait. <laughs> yep. 
It's basically yeah, I mean, like man. where he set up the the blind kid with the Legos and was like, "Here, start building." <laughs> Jesus, no, but uh, like you said earlier, Jake, I I or I think it was no, I don't remember who said. Someone said that yeah, it was uh, Justin about the lap is not getting you like super jazzed. Mm-hmm. I was the same way. Like initially, I mean, I never even thought I would want to keep Venomous, and then I was like, okay, you know, I'll probably keep a couple, and then now I'm like, shit, okay, I'll probably have a mamba or two one day and it's just i think the exposure is kind of what did it to me mm-hmm. plus cody's like man these things are rock solid you can throw a cobra in a rack and i mean if you forgot about it you could open the rack and it'd be fine so they're just yeah. solid animals yeah yeah bothrops sure. and then a lapids would be very very low on the list yeah bothrops, bothrops, bothrops are, yeah bothrops are just they're too much dude Oh, dude, yeah. they're yeah. That those are a lot to handle. They're yeah, basically vipers that act like lapids, man. Yeah, those. I feel like the you know the the those massive vipers, man. That that's just like a whole, mm-hmm. unlike anything else, you know. Oh yeah, you know, stuff in the bothrops or like a bushmaster, you know. It's yes, like, that's just that's a whole other. That's a whole new beast, man. Like it's. <laughs> Bushmasters, the the Lachesis are definitely one thing that are on my list to work with. I've never oh, had yeah. the opportunity. But yeah, I think just... they're incredible, man. But like, mm-hmm. God, that's an intimidating snake. Like, <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Insane, yes. Man. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't imagine. No. They're incredible, though. They really are. Right. So uh, you know, with with that in mind, you know, okay. So you say um, the the Bushmasters are kind of a dream snake mm-hmm. to work. You know, what else would be you know, on your dream list of animals, at least to work when you know, also uh, possibly own, but at least work. Yeah. So I've actually also never worked with king cobras, and I'd really like to get experience with a okay. nice big king. Um, I've been fortunate enough to meet uh, Jim Harrison and Kristen Wiley several times, and I like to consider myself friends with them. They're always super nice. And Jim likes to sit down and talk forever. He's got a lot of stories kind of like Cody, but um, mm-hmm. the past two times I've seen him, he, he tells us that we need to plan a TRC trip up to the Kentucky reptile zoo. And he'll let us handle some of his, his animals just to get some mm-hmm. more exposure. And I'm just, he's got quite a few King Cobras. I'd like to go up there and work with. Oh, yeah. Man, I remember Cody sweet. talking about Kings and he was, I think he was saying the only reason they don't have any is they're just, they're so damn messy. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. That's I've heard that about kings. They're just extremely messy animals, you know. And it's like, and on, only on top of that, but they're huge, man. Yes. Like it's like if they're big and messy, like it's like a venomous retake, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I feel like working a big king is just a whole new technique. Like uh, it's something that I've definitely never been exposed to. Like, yeah, when it's when you're working a lapids, it can be can be i'll put emphasis on that easier to use you know a hook and then tail them but i when i first got into venomous it was always double hook everything and you know cody double hooks his adult mambas and whenever i go over there you know we have the gloves on and i'm always double hooking pretty much everything but a big king man i just i can't imagine like i feel like with kings like what the it's like I'm not somebody who I'm not I don't advocate free handling in any way shape, right. or form but it's like what's a hook going to do with the yeah, you know, a 12 foot king like, right yeah. like, what's your 5 foot hook going to do you yeah. know <laughs> I, I don't know man I feel like no matter what like if you mess with a king like I just hope to god you know what you're doing 
Yeah. You know, because like, yeah, I feel like if that thing once once they hit you, it will. Oh, you know, yeah. no matter no what. Like, <laughs> no doubt. The the day, I don't care how much experience you have. That thing wants to bite you. You yeah. know, there's not oh, much yeah. stopping it. But. See, I don't know though. With kings, <laughs> with kings, it seems a little different. Like bot, like a big bothrops, it's just like kill anything that moves. Yeah, but I right, feel like with a king, it's just like okay, you've got about ten minutes of me just being annoyed with you before mm-hmm. I really turn on the afterburners. Because yeah, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, there's like, a level of tolerance. Like, they're not like any. Yeah, they're definitely <clears throat> tolerance, and you've definitely seen people like obviously it's no secret that people freehandle them very what seems very frequently now, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like everybody's free hand just about everyone on yeah. YouTube, man. Yeah. Free handles the King and does all this, you know, but it's like all those people, once that thing gets tired, that thing will turn around and bite your ass. That's exactly what it's going to do. You know, oh, like, yeah. and I you're mean, not going to stop it. That's... No, I, oh, gosh, the free handling thing, since you brought it up, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. <laughs> it's, uh, it, 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 it kills me, man. It, it absolutely kills me to see so many people, on social media and on YouTube free handling and they get like all these likes, all these followers. Yep. They're make they're making money basically by posting these dumbass videos of them free handling like big kings and even tiny ass arboreal vipers. And like wow, it just it kills me that those are the guys that get the attention. Like uh, I, I'm call me biased because I work for the Rattlesnake Conservancy, but like the shit that we put out like when we do our meet the species Monday post and we're talking about rattlesnake species that I guarantee you most people who follow us have never heard of. And we get like two or 300 likes. Meanwhile, this guy's like, Oh, I'm giving my King Cobra a bath. 2 million views. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it yeah, kills dude. me, man. It's, I don't get it. I really don't. And it's just like, it seems like that's the new thing is this mm-hmm. free handling crap is like people are just doing it to be like cool and like everybody else now and oh, yeah. it bothers me man it's to get and a reaction like, and, and what yeah Apparently, yep, like, that's is. all it is, is is the shock value and the reaction it's yeah. like anybody who says i free handle because it makes me feel good oh my god you had like there's there's clearly something deeper going on that you need to go see a doctor about because yeah no doubt I mean, and it's Stupid. funny because, like, I, I, see, I see people freehandle King Cobras all the time, and it's like, oh, I almost don't even flinch at it anymore. But I cringe so hard when I see somebody doing it with a viper. Mm-hmm. Like, when it, bro, if you're doing it with some type, some elapid Cobra, whatever, I'm like, oh, fine, you know, you're doing that, you're dumb, continue. But, like, if it's a viper and I see somebody doing it, I physically cringe. Like, oh, I yeah. can't. I, I, it makes my skin crawl, dude. Oh, like, dude, I why? couldn't imagine. No. Like, like why? Even, like, I'll use rattlesnakes as an example, or really any pit viper for that matter. I mean, those things, they detect heat and they fucking hit it, man. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. It's like, what happens when your hand accidentally bumps its face and you, you, and you oh, scare yeah. it? Oh, yeah. Like, it's, dude, come on. God. Yeah. It's. Yeah. It, it's ridiculous. Uh, and, and if someone no. gets bit and dies as a result of that, I feel, I don't know about you guys, but I feel zero remorse for those people. No, oh, God, I don't no, feel bad for them one bit. I feel bad for their family because it's that, like, it's, I don't feel bad because it could have so easily been prevented. Yep. Yep. 100%. And, like, I you completely it. asked for it. Like, there's no other, like, oh, it was an accident. Oh, I, it was not. No, it was, it was 100%. 
stupidity. Yeah, no, uh, no remorse. If anything, I get mad. I'll get mad because of what it does for the hobby. Exactly. And it makes us all look bad. And it really does. The and then, I mean, you know, down the road, if I tell people that, you know, I keep venomous or as it is now that I work with venomous, they're like, oh, cool. So, like, do you do you handle them or, you you know, do you make YouTube videos? I'm like, no, that's not how we do it, man. <laughs> no. Don't no. watch those guys. They are fake. Yeah, and it's, fake. if people realized what it actually was like, they they it's pretty underwhelming. Yeah. It's really we not that exciting. We talked about a little bit last week. No, it's not, you did man. With your Aatrox. Yeah. I mean, really, you open up an enclosure – you use your hooks, get a snake out, put it in a trash can, close it, and that's it. Like, <laughs> and, and that's what's confusing about this hour system down here in Florida because it's like, okay, if I'm at Cody's working venomous for like eight or nine hours, I'm really only interacting with the snake for a couple of minutes out of all of that. So mm-hmm. what what are you counting as hours? Yeah. It's, it's weird, man. Yeah. I don't know. I oh, I, wow. I don't mind that system necessarily. Like if they implemented that in South Carolina, I would not be opposed to it. I would, oh, yeah. frankly. I mean, I'm a huge advocate. Like a lot of people like to complain about the regulations here in Florida, but I'm I'm definitely a big fan. Like I said, the only thing holding me back right now is, you know, money. Um, but you know, the hours thing makes sense. Having mentors, obviously, you know, I don't recommend someone running up to a Columbia show and leaving with a couple baby gaboons and going from there. <laughs> yeah. But, Why not? So, like, it, it all makes sense, man. Like the, the locked enclosures, escape-proof rooms, like keepers, venomous keepers especially, should want to be doing that anyways. So I definitely support the regulations we have. It's just – it's the hours thing. Like, man, if I get my elapid permit – why if i can keep mambas why can't i keep a mangrove snake or like yeah and i think that's silly like mm-hmm. to include those those rear some of those some of the boiga or <laughs> whatever yeah it's like man come on like you're you're really you're really gonna make me go through a thousand hours after i've been through yep. wipers and lapis you're gonna make me do this for boiga and just like I'm, I, I'm not even gonna use a hook. Come yeah, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> and like the same thing. Like I've worked Mexican beaded lizards. I've worked Gila's. And honestly, if you can handle an angry blue tongue skink, you can deal with the Gila's. <laughs> 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 yeah, that. Oh man, that's funny. But I mean, aside from the hours thing, yeah, I totally like. I am all about the regulations we have well, down it here separates, yeah. it separates the the people that are doing it because they genuinely like you're motivated enough to say okay yeah i am going to devote this however many months of my life to doing this yep you know rather than someone who's just like i saw a gaboon on youtube i'm gonna go buy one and i'm gonna play mm-hmm. i'm gonna put a, yeah. a top hat on it and let it crawl around on my bed and i'm gonna take cute pictures of it <laughs> gosh dude it's it's just so bad man like i i i don't i almost can't support the columbia show anymore man yep. because of that shit you know it's uh, it's so bad man like i had to, there was a dude that was iding people who went over in like the venomous section mm-hmm. or whatever and like i don't remember exactly what he did but like he didn't even like really look at my id you know he would he was very nonchalant about it made jokes with um me and the person i was with and, you know it's like he did i can't remember exactly what it was but it was something where he didn't actually check 
you know, and just like didn't actually care. And I'm like, man, this is so bad. And you know, and you've got gaboons for 250 bucks sitting on the tables. Oh, dude, dude they're going for less it, than that. Yeah, yeah. Show you show them your ID at your 18, man. You can walk away with your body. It's, it's pathetic. Oh, yeah. So way back in the day, the Rattlesnake Conservancy used to sell um, Stoney's hooks and tongs. Mm-hmm. So my first and only experience at the Columbia show, we went up there to set up a table in the venomous section to sell equipment. And uh, this was when I was just getting involved with TRC and working venomous. And, dude, I saw baby gaboon vipers in deli cups for like 60 bucks. Yep. And oh, like, my God. What is Welcome this, to man? Hickville. yeah dude it was nuts it's so bad man and that's like dude i've seen i've seen coastal taipans there for sale like literally man it's i've seen some of the most venomous snakes in the world at these shows and it's like Mm. it's ridiculous man all types of rattlesnakes you know there's wild caught copperheads out the ass there i swear i swear people restock in the woods by the show like run out and find one <laughs> and stick it in a deli cup and sell that shit, you know. Dude, and it's uh, we uh, while I was there, the table across from us had like a leucistic water moxin, leucistic albino. I can't remember. It was it was white, but you can look at that thing and you can just hear the banjo music playing in its head, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, yeah, yeah. Dude. That that was quite the experience. I haven't been back since then, so it's been about three or four years. But it was a uh, Columbia is definitely something else. Yeah, it's I I went there in November because I was selling some snakes, but I didn't actually go in the show. Yeah, like I I timed it to where I met the dude while he was leaving, and I sold him what he was getting from me, and then I left. I didn't even nice. go in. I was like, yeah, the only thing I'm I'm risking going in here is getting mites, so oh, I'm God, not gonna yeah. do that. So That's, I'm yeah. just gonna. Oh, dude. You know, it's like I had no purpose going in. I wasn't buying anything. I didn't have money to spend. I didn't need animals. Why am I going to go in to risk mites jumping on my shirt? You know, and oh, like yeah. that's all you're asking for from that. Oh, dude, I couldn't tell you the last time I've been to a show because pretty much every mentor I've had has had shit luck with viruses in their collection. So I'm like, nope, I'm never going to a show. If I don't know you, I don't want to come see your collection. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, man. oh, God. Because, I mean, you guys know what Cody's been through. But, like, yeah. my other mentor, he lost pretty much everything he had to adenovirus, which is now something that the Rattlesnake Conservancy studies and tries to monitor in the wild. So it's wow. there's just so much out there, man. It's I get so paranoid. And I probably get that from Cody, too. I think right. we all do. If you spend any amount of time with him and Pia, you start to really yeah. start second guessing some of your decisions with what's coming mm-hmm. in and out. You second guess everything, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like a snake regurges, yeah. and you're automatically like, "Oh God, I got crypto. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm done. Everything's dying. Everything's gonna die. Dead. Might as well go put it yeah. out now." Yeah. Well, that's like um. So the Rattlesnake Conservancy, we teach venomous handling courses. And uh, one of the sections that I usually teach is about um, relocation and disease because they pretty much they go hand in hand. And it's so freaking depressing because like every disease we talk about in the class at the bottom of the slide, no known treatment, humane euthanasia. (laughs) So many, man. It's just it's scary. I mean, because you put so much money into these collections and then something slips through the cracks and there it goes. Yep. Now that's something I actually you, you'd probably be able to answer for me because I'm curious. Uh, as mm. far as relocation goes, yes. 
is it I've all like I've I've heard mixed things. I've heard if you take them beyond a certain point, you're probably killing them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've had people who were like, "No, that's not the case." So I don't like. What do you guys find as far as relocation goes? With uh, so with yeah, so that's a really good question. Um, definitely, the closer to where you picked up the animal, the better. Uh, we don't like to put a number on it, but quarter mile to a half mile at max. But, you know, I've done a lot of relocations and usually what I do, if I can't convince the property owner to leave it be or let me take it to the edge of their property, I'll pick the snake up, literally drive down the road, go around the corner and then just kind of dump it there. Cause you know, you, if, like you said, if you move an animal and you move it too far, it's pretty much, you should have just kept it at that point. Cause it's going to die more than likely. Cause not only are you introducing this animal to an area where potentially it doesn't know where a water source is, where, you know, prey is moving through, maybe even exposing it to different uh, bacterias or viruses in the area that it wasn't exposed to before, or maybe that animal's a vector carrying something and now you've exposed it to the area and just relocated it. So it's, it's something that we definitely like to harp on people. We've put out a couple surveys on social media and we always talk about it in our venomous classes. Um, we ask people, you know, how many of you actually sanitize your herping, field herping equipment when you're doing relocations because that, that's a big part of it. So we, we like to cover it all. And when it comes to the relocating, as close as possible to where you pick that snake up, just yeah. to kind of reduce anything like that. And have y'all done yeah, anything yeah. as far as snake fungal disease? Has that been that you? I mean, that was like a buzzword for a minute. Now you don't seem to oh, hear yeah. about it as much. Yeah. So we haven't done anything with uh, SFD. Um, now, one of the things we do at Claxton every year is because not only do you know we deal with our collection and other people's collections, but um, may or may not be public knowledge, so I don't know if I'll get in trouble for this, but Georgia DNR does also field collect rattlesnakes for this event. So we go through and we take samples from all the rattlesnakes in all the pits. And um, basically the f- most that we've worked with SFD is we had an animal in one of the pits that definitely looked like it was SFD positive. So we took some samples and we gave those to Oregon Society because they were like the big dogs working yeah. with that disease. So we, we don't do too much with it. Um, our main focus is adenovirus just because that's, that's the one that hit home. Uh, there's not much known about it. And it wiped out pretty much all of our captive populations. So that's kind of the the main disease that we are working with right now. Nice. And do you guys do a lot with the Orient Society? Um, We definitely um, have a lot of close ties within the Orient Society. We don't necessarily work hand in hand at this point, but you know we're we're there to help each other out. Like just oh gosh, it's probably been a month or two ago now. uh, Myself and our Southeast Regional Director, we went up. They give a talk at UGA for one of their, uh, I think it was a reptile society or wildlife society club. And we used one of the Orient Society's animals. So we've got good relationships with them, but we don't exactly work with them directly. Yeah, the Orient Society is, is, in, is, in, is in South Carolina, I believe. Or a lot, they do a lot of work around here. I know that. Yeah. They're, they're I know, I've, trying to think how I was involved. I think I tried to get an internship with them when I was in college. Nice. Um, I think is how I, I know about more about them, but yeah, I yeah know they do a lot of good work with like indigo snakes is there. Oh yeah. Their big thing. For sure. Yeah. That's one of the, one of my favorite things about Claxton 
is where our table is usually in between Orion Society and then Orion Center for Indigo Conservation. So, you know, of course, we all intermingle, talk about snakes, and I try to get hands on with their indigos because there's just nothing like a freaking indigo. Yeah, <laughs> of course. So, yeah, we've had good, good ties with all of them. And down the line, uh, TRC is hoping to have an education indigo and maybe even do some indigo work. But, you know, that's further down the line. Yeah, that's the, that's the bigger scheme you know, yep. of things. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, so from, you know, everything you do outside of your personal hobby, mm-hmm. you know, now, you know, what do you, you know, in your personal collection, what are you working with and like, what are you working towards, you know, maybe even, maybe, maybe even, <laughs> maybe even venomous aside for now, because obviously yeah, yeah. you told us that you really want rattlesnakes in the future when you can have those, but like, where are you going with too. like your, your, your other <laughs> shut up. Talking to Derek. God. Yep. Yep. So I do have some chondros. I'll try to go over everything. I have a pretty modest collection right now, but I've got an adult pair of sarong locality chondros. Oh, yes. I like the sarongs. Yeah, they're gorgeous. Um, I've got a yearling biok. I've got a young pair of northern white lips that I, I just absolutely love those animals. And they want to murder me. Oh, of course, <laughs> of course. Every time I work them, they're like trying to either kill me or they're shitting on me, and it's amazing. <laughs> are, are they are they imports or are they Captain Bread? Uh, they were definitely imports. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay. They um, look really good, man. They look like very healthy animals. Like, yeah, I got lucky. Dishes. Yeah, yeah. So I like them. That's one of the things that I would like to, you know, try to get more more deep into working with is, you know, maybe getting successful with breeding the white lips because pretty much everything you see is an import. So yeah. I like to do what I can there because, you know, I'm not against field collecting, but, you know, if we can curb that a little bit, you know, but um, aside from the white lips and the chondros, I've got a um, jungle carpet that I would like to find a male for at some point. Um, I just picked up a male bread lie that i and freaking in love with those yes. are awesome snakes yeah definitely superior morelli yeah <laughs> we, we we figured that out yes they are the superiorist yes no doubt man yeah. um and then let's see what else i'm holding on to a northern pine that's a trc education animal Oh, dude, yes, yes. I, I know, I know you I like your pits, man. Yeah, <laughs> and that's and I, that, and I especially love pine snakes. Yes, like I, I've really, I've kind of decided I'm not going to go ham with the pits. I want a couple localities, but like I really want a pair of northern pines. Kankakees, bring it to your knees. Yes, I do. <laughs> I want kankakees and I want some northern pines, and that'll nice. be about my my max with the pits. But yeah. And then and awesome. see. they are awesome. I definitely love them. I'd love to get and keep some uh, some Florida pines, but obviously there's a lot of regulation around that down yeah. there. So um, I've also got a male Dumeril's boa that's more of a pet, but if I find a female for him, then I'll probably snatch her up. Um, mm-hmm. I've got a male Spilotes, um that was bred at Zoo Miami from my buddy Geo's bloodline, and that thing is really fun to work. Um, yeah. Let's see. What else do I have? Oh, just <laughs> just got some neonate Amazon tree boas, so I'm starting to get oh, into those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nice. 
So I think that's just about everything right now. Um, but, you know, as far as my collection and where I want to go. You, and you just got dart frogs, didn't you? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. So my um, my Amazon tree boas, they're in a, the, my first bioactive build. So I got them in there with the dart frogs. I've got the uh, uh, the Azurius, yeah. So that's Jake, pretty cool. Jake, that those was... are the blue ones in case you didn't know. Yes, yeah, yes, the yeah, blue and yeah. black Shut ones. Up. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Good grief. Yep, so that's a lot of fun. Uh, wait, yeah, back in the day, I used to keep the green and black erratus in an enclosure with some red eyes, and that was my experience with keeping frogs. And it was a lot of fun, um, so I'm definitely glad to get back into them. I, I love dart frogs, man. They're addicting. Nice. Yeah, well, they really I, are. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm curious to know how, like, the uh, – the Am- the Amazon dart frog cross and then the enclosure goes. I- I'll be curious to update on that. Well, I obviously I know that, but like you know, I I don't see a lot of people like cohabiting different animals, so I I'm, I'll be curious to yeah. So I, to I definitely goes. I definitely took the uh, the Cody Bartolini approach where um, my my dart frogs in comparison to size of my Amazons is they definitely shouldn't shouldn't see the dart frogs as a prey item and I keep them well fed and happy, but you know, right, hopefully right. it stays that way. And I mean, in, in the wild, you know, I think most predators, they stay away from the dart frogs because you know, the because bright the colors. colors. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I'm hoping I don't run into any issues, but if it happens, yeah, I, guess that's I mean, nature. I wasn't more like referring to like thinking about the, the snakes can eat the frog type of type. Of oh, okay. I was just, you know, just in kind of in general, how that whole, yeah. How it all goes. You know, you know speaking, I, I think it's really cool. Speaking of cohabbing Spilodes and Dart Frogs in the next issue of the magazine, which will hopefully be dropping tomorrow, mm-hmm. uh, we had a guy send us an article. He's over in Europe somewhere. I don't know where. He was. He was, did not divulge a lot of information to me. It's kind of strange. Nice. Because <laughs> I was like, hey, man, you want like a byline or something at the end of the article? He's like, no, just my name. I was like, Okay. <laughs> nice. Okay. <laughs> um, and so he has this giant. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. It's this huge, damn near like a walk-in size vivarium oh, that he has a trio God. of Spilodes palatus in. Mm-hmm. But he's like he got all the plants that are in like the same range as them, and then he nice. got uh, he's got a group of uh, Tinctorius in, in with those as well. Oh hell and yeah! And there's like pictures yeah. of the of the tinks like crawling, sitting on these snakes, and the snakes don't care. Like the snakes are like whatever, dude. <laughs> That's that awesome, really cool. Man. Yeah, that awesome. is. And there you said there's Spilodes. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Jacksonville Zoo has a really cool exhibit. Their uh, their Bushmasters are actually a mixed species with some different dart frogs. Oh so wow! It's, yeah, that's pretty badass. I haven't. Last time I was there, I don't remember seeing Bushmasters though. I say I don't know it's how been a few new. Years. Yeah, I don't know how new that reptile house is over in the uh, what is it? Range of the Jaguar. Oh, uh, wait, maybe I did. I definitely took some pictures of of some of the dart frogs. Yeah, cuz they had a they had a setup with like uh like Luke's and Aratus and yep, like kind of yep. your normal hey, that's a dart frog kind of kind of species. Yeah, but, pretty much. Um, yeah, it's neat. And I actually I was talking to Cody cuz I told Cody when he wanted some frogs for the vivariums that I I donate some Vitatus to the RPI when he was ready. Nice. So, or not Aratus Vitatus, I mean. Uh, Aratus. Aratus <laughs> Vitatus, <laughs> dumbass. And actually, just before I was, I came home from work and I turned out all the lights on everything. And one of the Vitatus mm-hmm. had a tadpole on its back, 
carrying it to the park. Nice. So they do those That's things are awesome. reproducing like crazy. I told Cody, I was like, Dude. you ever want any? Let me know, because holy crap, dude, these things reproduce like you would not believe. Oh, Dude, that's you awesome. have so many of those things, man. It's ridiculous. <laughs> should start giving yeah. them away at Halloween as trick or treat. Things. Oh my god! <laughs> put them, put them in the bags like they do the goldfish. Here, take a tadpole. <laughs> Just kidding! Don't do that. It's nice. actually it's we cool to watch them morph and all that. Like, yeah. You know? Oh, I bet frogs are awesome, man. I uh, so uh, fun story. Before I got involved with you know working with venomous reptiles. When I was, you know, fresh in my zoo program and like everybody else trying to get my foot, foot in the door when, wherever I could, my first gig was actually volunteering for Save the Frogs. So, oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Just had that pop up on my Facebook memories. I was like, oh, shit, I forgot I did that. <laughs> yeah. See, that's, that's cool, man. It's so odd. Like, I, I have zero interest in any other amphibians outside of dark frogs. Yeah, I don't want nothing to do with them. Like I don't, I don't have any interest in tree frogs. I don't have any interest in salamanders. Just dart frogs. Nice, that's respectable, man. I, I the I one tree frog. Yeah, the one tree frog that gets me is I and I see him on Josh's frogs every time I'm on their website. But they have uh, the lemur tree frogs, which are critically endangered, and maybe I, that's probably why I get such a hard on for them. But I really like the lemur tree frogs. Nice. My my favorites for around here, I love gray tree frogs. Nice. I absolutely love gray tree frogs. I don't know what it is about this thing, but I, they're my favorites. If there was a frog I was keeping, it would be gray. So I, I, like I, I really like them. I like finding the barking. like the You find a yeah. big barker. Man, those things oh, are yeah, sweet. Dude. Yeah. Are, um, are either of you familiar with Frog Watch USA? No. No. So it's a program put on by the Association of Zoos and Aquariums, and it's a, it's a citizen science program. So you take like a two or three day classroom course, and the last day you take an exam to become, you know, quote unquote certified. And they play you a bunch of recordings of different frog calls that are, you know, native to your area or local to your area. And you have to identify like pretty much all of them to pass. So I, I did that, which was a lot of fun. Um, and I will say, as far as my native tree frogs go, the pine woods, they have such a cool vocalization. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So those are probably some of my favorite natives. Yeah, the pine woods are really cool, man. Because I, I, I was in school for wildlife management. I had a, nice. you know, during my vertebrate natural history class, we had an amphibian section. We had to learn a bunch of frog calls. Yep. And, um, yeah, those are really cool. And I also really like uh, – Cricket frogs, yeah, the little tiny ones, they're so cool. But the other ones are um, spadefoots. Oh my god, yeah! I absolutely (laughs) love spadefoots. Oh my god, like little aliens. They really yeah, do. Man. Their eyes are so wacky, man. They are. They're so cool. I love them. I, I geek the hell out every time I see, I find a spadefoot. Same. They're amazing. Dude, there's a ton of them out of my parents' place. Like they're in the pool all the time. No, man. I'll pull out pairs. <laughs> like I'll pull out literally like a male in amplexus. And nice. the female is literally like swimming them both around. <laughs> I'm like Jesus. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I, I take back the gray tree frog thing. I I, I would take spadefoots. Yeah. If, if, I don't know how they do in captivity. I don't know if people even keep them in captivity. I probably wouldn't, but if nah. I could if I could, I would. <laughs> yeah they're super cool man 
They really are, man. I will say I do have a soft spot for marbled salamanders. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I don't want to keep any. I just, I like them. No, I, I don't either. Tiger salamanders are probably the only salamander I would actually keep, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. I don't know. I've kind of sworn off every, anything with legs for a long time. Yeah, that's pretty, like the dart frogs aside, that's pretty much how I am. Like, I, I like my snakes, and I'm going to stick with them, and if I do yeah. a nice display, I'll probably throw some darts in there, but that's pretty much it. Yep. That's yeah, that's my extent. I one day I've always told myself one day I don't want to have like a really big dwarf caiman exhibit. Nice. But I yeah, that'll be you know one day when I can make something you know huge for yeah. it. You know, but that would probably be my extent. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Because I think they're badass. But... Oh dude, yeah, yeah. Open the can of worms on crocodilians, man. Would... <laughs> <laughs> He's oh, like, I do this shit all day. <laughs> I would love. Yeah, crocodilians would be awesome, but. Freaking getting your permit for Crocs in Florida is way more difficult than venomous, man. Like, I don't even know where to start. I'm basically waiting on Cody and Pia to, to move and open up their actual zoo, zoo facility before I can even dream about keeping Crocs. Yeah. yeah oh, man, seeing those little morlets and kind of getting to play oh with my those. Oh, yes. And then it's like Animal Planet's been on like a Steve Irwin spree the, the last like week in the mornings. They play him yep. for like five hours long. And I they, he, there was an episode where he was in Mexico and they had morlets. And I was like, I don't recall uh, those getting that big, but holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I, I I've kinda I've slowly started started to become obsessed with crocodilians in general, you know. Like mm-hmm. I just oh they're just so cool, man. I would love to do more work with them. And that's that's what's suckier about, you know, where we're at. Mm-hmm. There's nothing where you can do that type of work with around uh, here, yeah. you know. It's yeah. it's uh, it sucks. But you, you guys know. have you guys have been to the alligator farm in St. Augustine, right? Yes, I was. Uh, really long time. I was there last year. Nice, yeah, yeah, dude. That was like so. When I graduated college, I had an internship, but like getting a job at St. Augustine was like top of the list. That's where I wanted to be because when I was working at the Santa Fe Teaching Zoo, a bunch of their keepers and their curator came down to help us move our adult American alligators. And that whole experience was freaking amazing, man. Like, like I'm, I'm a venomous guy through and through, but getting up that close to a restrained American alligator and getting to touch mm-hmm. it and watch them catch it, like watch professionals catch them up, I was like, holy shit, this would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a cool experience. I got, a, that, I got a thing for Cuban Crocs and American Crocs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man, I, I've seen, you know, I work, I work around water a lot, you know, freshwater ponds and shit, you know, and now, like, now the weather's warmed up, man, I've seen gators out the ass recently, and it's just, it's so, they're so cool, some of them let me get kind of close, I can really get a good look at them, and I've just become obsessed with watching these things, man, it's, it's so cool. I saw, I was at a, I was in a plantation uh, not long ago, mapping out a bunch of drains, and I saw, dude, this was the biggest wild gator I have ever seen in my life. This thing had to be every bit of close to 12 foot. Nice. Dude, it, it looked, I thought, I was looking at it from across the pond, and I thought it was like a blob of mud. <laughs> like, it was so big. And, you know, it was so far away, but it was huge. I was like, and I kept looking at it. I was like, there's no way that's a gator. Like, there's no stinking way. And I kept looking and looking and looking. And eventually, like, I could start making out scales. I was like, I got to nice. go, go see this. So I got to catch a glimpse closer. of that warlock. 
Yeah, dude, I walked closer, and <laughs> dude, I shit you not, this thing I, it was every bit of 12 foot. It was the biggest gator I've ever seen in the wild. It, it was, nice. uh, it was, it was incredible. Oh, that's awesome, man. It, yeah, I, I almost, I almost didn't know that you would see them that big nowadays in the wild. You know, because like everything you see around here is in the, you know five or under you know sometimes you'll see the bigger eight footers but you know normally you know at least around here for wild populations you never see anything that big you know and it was uh, it was so cool that's awesome yeah it amazes me how many people don't know that american crocodiles are a thing oh my god oh yeah, yeah. like people are like <laughs> we only have alligators and i'm like eh? Check uh, again. Uh, false yeah <laughs> hold on <laughs> hold your horses <laughs> There's, they're just. Oh, yeah. I like them because there's like a mystique around them, because that's mm-hmm. like the one you never hear about. No, but those, like I said, those and like Cuban Crocs. I don't know what it is about Cuban Crocs that I'm that interests me so much. Maybe it's just that they're like psychotic. But I the way they, it's got... the way they run. <clears throat> yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Jeez. It's actually kind of creepy. Like yeah, if you it watch really it, it's is. kind of disturbing. It really it's like is. that's that doesn't look normal. It's like someone it's walking from a like, horror movie. Crab walking, yeah. Yeah, yeah I've seen some freaking uh, hybrids. I want to say I saw them on, I think it was King Snake of uh, Cubans and Niles, and that just sounds odd, like, right? Like that's an absolute man killer. <laughs> like that's a death machine. That's not a crocodile. That's a death machine. I don't know. imagine, dude. Jesus, man. Yeah. I think the the Cuban crocodiles are so crazy because of the communism. Oh yeah, no doubt. They're yeah. so angry. They're <laughs> so angry. <laughs> and they they're not they're not huge crocs, are they? No, but I think that's why like, that probably makes up for it. Is yeah, the that, that adds they're, they're you know, Yeah. They're the the West African green mambas of the crocodile world. They're yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That's yeah, a good way I to put it. That. Or are they the, uh, the 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 Jamesons? Tomato, tomato. Yeah, tomato, <laughs> tomato. I think they're those. But so how how about them chondros? Oh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's get into the nitty gritty. All right. Well, this yes. is another episode of the Hermetic Culture <laughs> Podcast. I know. Yes. So <laughs> I've um I've only been keeping con like I've been keeping chondros for for less than a year. Uh, I got my adult pair in, and then I once again took the Cody Bartolini approach and just threw them together. If it happens, it happens. I'm not, you know, getting down into the nitty gritties of cycling and anything, and uh, you know, nothing happened, so I'm not bummed about it. But uh, this this next go around, I definitely want to get into some some cycling, and by then I'll have a neonate rack and an incubator of my own. So I was definitely excited to, I to was get some locks. Flipping through pictures Food of, cycle, of bro. my Food babies cycle. last year, and it made me want more so bad. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I've gotten I've gotten the itch for mine to hatch so bad. I've got eggs cooking right now. I'm nice. starting to get I'm starting to get antsy. They've got like I think like four weeks left, maybe. Oh hell and yeah! I'm like, oh god, like the final <laughs> stretch. Here we go. <laughs> like, no, not even four weeks. I was going to say, no, you told me it was even. a month ago, like two weeks ago. Oh, yeah, wow. no. So, yeah, they've got about two and a half, two and a half weeks left. They, they, were, they were dropped on the 16th of um, February. So, oh, I thought you, know, you were a about... breeder. <laughs> I, I am. I don't so even I'm know not... when your eggs are supposed to hatch. 
I, it's 60 days. Bush Get out of here. You know, <laughs> shut up. At least you're producing stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly. seriously. And that's why I say, you know, a rough time period. Thank you very much. Because they hatch anywhere between from like 58 to like 65. So sounds like, a, sounds like a cop out <laughs> to me. Dude, my last ones went for like 63 days. I think if I remember right. Nice. So I always say roughly sixty days. So yeah. I'm gonna put my I'm gonna put my condos back together <laughs> probably tomorrow morning. Every time I, I come home from work, I want to put them together. But the female, I can tell she's just sitting there waiting for food, and I know as soon Dude, as I yeah. put that mail in, she's just gonna light them up. And I'm like, God, Dude, <laughs> wait, Justin, wait for a wait for a rain. Don't don't just throw them in willingly. No. Wait wait for a rain. They've been separated. I gave them each a nice fat rat the uh... other night. So now, like the mail, he'll be Dude, ready. It's, it's Buford. It'll rain in a, like a couple days. Just wait, wait till the weather. Wait till we get some clouds, little storm system. Throw oh. them Come on. <laughs> don't be a don't be a jackass. Come on. I did. He never wants to listen to me. This is the, he never these, these are different. These aren't your these aren't your your precious pop ones, buddy. These oh are, God. These require much more tactical dedication yeah i guess that's why you haven't got any eggs no because Ooh. i'm being tactical yeah. yeah you're being tactical okay dude i this pair there this pairing that i got you know from the eggs from man i had that boy in there like three weeks and i pulled him and she was gravid it took nothing he is a stud. Exactly. He did the same, th- did the same thing last year. No, the other pair, I I ain't getting nothing. I, I haven't gotten <laughs> nothing from them. I've got I've tried two other a male with two other females, and you don't want nothing. Well, you but need that to other have, male. He's a stud. And you need to have a pep talk with your boy then. I know. Mm-hmm. Get him in a huddle. I've been trying, I've been trying man. I want to but... try that smaller male again, but I'm even more afraid that if she hits him, that he's like done. Oh, he is done. He's done Dude, for. Yeah, I mean, she would destroy him because she doesn't know, she doesn't know food from you know another snake because she's a stupid chondro. Um, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> wow, stupid <laughs> chondro! <Yeah. laughs> I said it. Uh, you said it yourself, Jeez. Justin. They're one of the dumbest snakes out there. You said it yourself, man. They are. Don't, don't deny it. Don't backtrack now. I'm not. They are like the dumbest. Exactly. What the hell is that? What's what? Ah, the ice cream truck. <laughs> I don't know who that's coming from. Nobody's. nobody's I'm walking. I know. I'm walking oh. around the house. I think I kicked one of my uh, my girlfriend's kids' toys, and that's probably what that was. Uh, nice. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't care. I We've was all been down that road. I, Oh yeah, yeah, no, definitely Justin. Yeah, I thought I was Justin playing with one of his things again. No, I'm in the garage by myself because someone isn't here to be with me. Oh my god, someone's a little bitter. Yeah, somebody's, somebody's, but dude, I didn't even. Thank you, Katie. Thank you, Katie. So thank you, Katie. Don't be getting me sick. I'm just. Look, I'm looking out for you guys, okay? Like, I've had, I've been real nasally lately, and I've had a bad Uh-oh. cough, so I'm just like, I'm like, eh, I'm not Could gonna go around, Smitty. 
could be the right and, and I have and I know. actually have really mm-hmm. I really have no I actually have really bad allergies and now's like prime time for it well, so I yeah got it's a, extra, I got a box but... of Claritin in my computer bag I could have just given you one of those what if he has the Rona he's keeping yeah exactly the Rona you, the Rona Coronavirus. look you guys you guys have a small child and I'm trying to not you know Dude, she's better, immune to every be, disease in the world. She goes to school better, with a million it's, other it's kids. Be, it's better <laughs> to be safe than sorry. And she's not in school right Jake. now for this very thing. What yeah. a guy. Thank, thank you. What a guy. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Katie. Oh, I'm disappointed you. in you. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Slow <laughs> <laughs> clap for Jake. Thank Golf you. clap for Jake. Shut <laughs> up. Dude, don't be, don't be salty. I miss right. you. Yeah, and I trust me. I I miss, I miss you too, buddy. And I I don't like this on the phone thing, but you know, I I, I much prefer being on a mic. I was gonna use yours, but I was like, it doesn't feel right. <laughs> you set it up anyways. You just have it there <laughs> with my chair. He's staring at it the whole time. I said there's a big Jake cutout. Yeah, yeah. My my cigar case is sitting in your seat right now, and it's just so quiet and dead. Ah, so sorry. It's not huffing uh, cigarettes the whole time. (laughs) It's not lighting up a camel every 15 minutes. It's kind of disappointing. (laughs) All right, it is not every 15 minutes, okay? That is bullcrap. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm not that bad. Jesus. Oh, man. oh boy. Well, where are we at? How about that Tom Brady? Oh God. Yeah, it's coming to Florida. <laughs> Dude, are we are we really about to talk about that? Don't even get me started. That's your boy. Don't. I don't it's understand not how boy. that happened. I really I, don't. Are you a sports guy? Derek? Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm, you a I'm not. Fan? That's kind of why it's funny. I even brought it up because I, I don't give so, a single shit about football for the most <laughs> part. So are you? So are you a Bucks fan? No, I'm actually a Jags fan, so I'm uh, worse. <laughs> damn. <laughs> so that's why I don't talk about sports yeah. because I'm a Jags fan. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry, man. I don't. <laughs> you know what's funny yeah, is Jake talks rough. all that smack, but if he had gone to Green Bay, he'd be all excited about it. <laughs> dude we already have the greatest quarterback ever we don't oh, need tom really brady. how many rings does dude have? i would be pissed i would be pissed if we took tom brady are you kidding me i don't want it i don't want it okay discount double check <laughs> that's right don't <laughs> you fucking forget it <laughs> yeah last i checked tom brady wasn't doing insurance commercials yeah well to pad his income last i, last I checked aaron Rodgers wasn't wearing uggs so Ooh. <laughs> you can wear Uggs when you're good at what you do. Or when your wife looks like his. Yeah, well, yeah. I, can't, I hey. can't deny that. <laughs> hey, Aaron Rodgers gets around too, all right? I, I really can't say anything. Who's our quarterback right now? I think we've got uh, I mustache. Think mustache. <laughs> Jesus. Minchu. Oh, oh, God. Yeah, I know. Yeah, well... It's a good thing this isn't a sports podcast. Yeah, right? Yeah, I don't even know why I'd be here. <laughs> yeah, no, you wouldn't be here. That was, that's the thing. Unless we're talking about that's hockey. Okay. Dude, do you even know anything about hockey? I used to play hockey, dude. 
Oh, nice. But do you know, like, could you actually talk hockey? Like, do you know hockey players? Yes. Like, stats and stuff? Yeah. Name four hockey players, Justin. <laughs> four. Or previous. <laughs> Current. Anyways, Derek. <laughs> what are you? Exactly. <laughs> Anyways, back to the reptile. Chara. I mean, I could name, like... I like Chara because Chara is a monster. He's like six foot freaking seven, and he just destroys dudes. <laughs> so that's that's your extent of uh, hockey knowledge. No, I'm thinking. Cool. <laughs> no, I dude, mean, if he's that big, he counts for two, right? I, oh my god! Get out of here. I don't want to like. Here. I don't want to say Sidney Crosby because Sidney Crosby's Sidney Crosby. Yeah, obviously. Um, you wouldn't understand. You don't watch hockey. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I don't. I honestly don't care. I was mostly just giving you <laughs> whatever. I, I'd much rather talk about snakes and sit here and let you try and figure out four hockey players. Speaking of talking about snakes, I've got, <laughs> <laughs> I've got something hopefully coming in next week that I think Jake would be very excited about. Ooh, can I? Can I, if I guess, can will you tell me? Oh yeah, absolutely. Is it a ball python? <laughs> A super normal ball python. A sunbeam <laughs> snake. A I was my, snake. Fir- my, my, my first guess was going to be a scrub, and I realized you can't have those. Oh God, I wish. So, I freaking so, wish. So I'm going to say a poplin carpet. Uh, oh, no. Good guess, though. Close. Apodora. Close. Yes, sir. No, uh, you're not. Yes. No, how? <laughs> how? You, you can have those in Florida? Yep, they are not regulated as of right now. Dude, so. oh, take I hate a million you. pictures with it of you oh, flipping the bird and send it to Jake. <laughs> I will pay you to do that. Dang. Just to rub it in. I'm pretty sure. I'm going to get an Apodora just to mess with Jake. No, you're not. I will. No, you're not. I'll be like, I hate no, this thing. Not. I don't even like it, but I'm going to get one. I just bought it right in your stupid face. And you know what? Damn, I'm going to buy it with Condro man, money. Oh, nice. You'd have to sell Go a ahead. lot of pop ones to, to get one of those puppies. <laughs> yeah, well, at least I can produce pop ones. Oh, uh, Stevie um, Wonder I could was, produce pop yeah, ones. No, no, no. <laughs> you just shut up for a minute, Justin. Forrest he, Gump he, could produce pop ones. The man, the man is getting an Apodora. I need to speak with him. Okay. <laughs> shut up. Proceed. God. <laughs> Jeez. This threw me all off. <laughs> you hit me so blindside. You had to talk out the door. So where did you, who did, did so you are getting one next week? Yes. As long okay. as, yeah, yeah. As long as oh, it actually man. gets shipped. As so, long as it actually gets shipped. Damn, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know what's going on with all this Rona stuff, but I'm, I'm hoping this coming week. It's okay. Are, can you disclose who you got it from? Uh, yeah, I'm as curious. long as y'all are cool with it. I'm no, like, I don't care. I just make sure the seller doesn't, you know. Yeah, I don't think he has a problem with okay. it. it. It's uh, Joe. So Joe, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know if, like, the sale was still under wraps. He's like, don't tell anyone nah. that you got it, you know. But, yeah, okay, that's cool, man. That, uh, God, I'm so jealous right now. Yeah, I hit him up the other day, and I was like, hey, man, I, I'm home. I'm bored. What do you got? And he was like, I've got a yearling, and it looks flawless. I'm like, dude, it's mine. <laughs> oh, no. God. Oh, I wish I could do that, man. It's an opportunity oh. missed, man. He could have said it was, it, it was looking app adorable. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Shut up. <laughs> oh, dude, it's so funny. So he he actually texted me a couple of weeks back and was like, hey, man, I'm shipping Cody some stuff. Do you need anything? And I was like, well, shit, twist my arm, why don't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a real twist. You want anything? Well, well I mean, if you're going to twist my arm and make it happen, like, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's where my Amazons came from. My Amazon Trebo was so. Okay, nice. Yeah. That's sweet, man. Meanwhile, Damn, I am so jealous of you right now. God, I'm, I'm pretty pretty stoked, man. I uh, I had a yeah. He's I, like, I'm pretty jealous of myself. I do say so myself. <laughs> no, I had a species like goal list for 2020, and right now I'm fucking kicking ass on it. So ah, man. I got a bread like got the apodora coming in. So God, we'll man, see. that's like Apodora is at the top, man. But I can't, I can't have them until I'm closer to having like a bigger area for snakes. Yeah. Like I'm trying to, trying to be smart. I'm trying to be, you know, not don't jump the gun. Like I already got to compensate for the scrub and hopefully <laughs> another one. You know, yeah. so I got, I got two bigger snakes that I compensate for. I got to wait till I got more space so I can get into the Apodora realm. But yeah. God, man, I top of the list for sure i i want them so damn bad it hurts <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm stoked yeah dude you guys say you gotta send flood me with pictures dude I want to see oh them. no doubt i, I definitely see. will i need to awesome. i need to hit up burke and see what's up with those inlands no yeah you still you're still on that train i will never get off i uh, know i just like i have this i have this like like goal of being of like having pretty much a captive bred version of just about everything you can get imported out of Indonesia. Yeah. Like that's like, that would be like my ultimate goal is to be able to provide people with that's awesome. captive bred versions of those. Like that's kind of, yeah. kind of where I want to push. And then hopefully one day be able to actually do a little bit of importing, you know, to be able to yeah. offer, to be able to offer both, you know, I can say this import that I've treated and done this, you know, or if you want capture bread, I also have these, you know what I mean? That's like, awesome, man. A little bit of, a little bit of both. And that's like, that's really what I want to start, you know, moving towards. Oh yeah. But I mean, the, definitely the conservationist side of me is like, oh, that's, that's awesome. Cause wild collecting definitely, you know, it, it has its effects in right. populations, but no, that, that would be awesome, man. That's actually, yeah, man. so, if I would have met y'all about a year ago, my collection would have been completely freaking different. So I um, originally was keeping a bunch of Florida natives to use for mm. education. So like I had a bunch of different Nerodia, Rough Greens, Scarlet mm. Snakes, and that's that was my original. Wait, you kept Scarlet Snakes? Yeah, dude. And they did well? They did really well. No so way. Yes, here's my secret. So how I would feed them is I got a super small uh, dish and I would um, crack a chick, just like a chicken egg, and whip it up, get let it get to room temperature, and then the anole juice from Reptilinks. I would put a couple drops in there and let it sit overnight, and they they crapped for me. They shed, no issues. Damn. So that that's that was my secret, and I did really well with them. But um, I ended up like. And I'm going to blame you guys because listening to your show and then going over <laughs> to Cody's and seeing all the exotic stuff he kept, I was like, man, screw this native stuff. I can just hurt. <laughs> I can hurt for it. So. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. It's, it's so funny, man, because like as of recent, like I've really wanted to start like, you know, eventually working towards doing a little bit more educational stuff. And now yeah. I'm like. 
like I'm on this kick to where like I almost want like just like what you know, again when I have more space, you know, there's mm-hmm. all future stuff that I can yeah, do yeah. where I have but like a bigger room and I can quarantine properly and all that, you know. But like just having like a wall of of like all the natives that I can get and like yeah. have them all in like naturalistic enclosures, you know, displaying them, just Hell have yeah. like one of each, you know, a corn snake, a eastern rat, mm-hmm. you know, a couple different erodia, you know. Erodia uh, are fun, man. I really loved keeping erodia. Oh god, I I love I love water snakes, man. I love them all. I have that's that's like one that's the the list of like I have like a species list and then mm. I have like a Nerodia list. Nice. Like <laughs> specifically, I've caught I have found bandits, red bellies, diamondbacks. Um, I found a um, so I found salt marsh down in Florida. Hell yeah. Um, I found this weird cross that was like a green banded cross. Okay. Um, and it, like I've I've re- I've seen browns, but I haven't been able to get my hands on them before. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like next on the list. But nice. yeah, I love God. I love Nerodia, man. Oh yeah, they're a lot of fun. I've gotten bit by so many. Oh, hell so yeah. many. <laughs> they never stop. <laughs> They're so cool, though. Yeah, when I, when I first started herping, that was, of course, you know, here in Florida and in Gainesville, especially when I got into herping, Nerodia were it. Like, that was oh, all yeah. I would find. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's mostly what I've found, you know, especially at work. Again, working near a lot of fresh water. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's for sure. That's the majority of what I find. But, man, I, I really, really like the red bellies. I don't see nice. them I don't see them nearly as much. I think that's probably why I like them. Because when I do find them, it's like a treat, you know? It's, oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's oh, yeah. They're so cool. And there's one I was working, you know, again, in a, one of the a private community plantation where a bunch of old people lived. And somebody had ran over this huge and one of the prettiest red bellies I've ever seen, man. And it, oh my God, it's, it killed me. It killed me. It was <laughs> yeah, so that's, pretty. Uh, that's rough, man. Yeah. I've definitely seen my, my fair share of EDVs that way. Oh, God. Yeah, it, it hurts. I've, that I have found, that I've tracked Eastern Diamondbacks, but I've never, I've never found one fair and square in the wild. And that, I, gotcha. I found one dead. God, that was. Oh, dude. Oh. I've um I've gotten to the point where if I find a DOR uh, Eastern Diamondback and it's fairly fresh or in good good condition, I'll actually take it home and I preserve the skins for education. So that's 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 oh, yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah at least man. they're not totally going to waste. Exactly, and that's you know that's why we you know we love uh, the the articulate reptile guy. Yeah, you know, we had him on a couple weeks ago, like. I love how he, you know, you can use something that died, you know, yeah. and then continue to use it for literally the remainder of that thing's being, you know, it's, it's, exactly, yes. you know, it's dead, but it's also not, you know, and it's great. Uh, I think it's awesome. So I'm going to yeah. articulate you when you're gone, buddy. <laughs> you promise? Yeah. Can you articulate me into that chair with a microphone? I say with the mic, man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Since awesome. you brought that up, I want to say that y'all have the most amazing sponsors and the guests y'all have on your show are the bomb because coming up May 16th of the Rattlesnake Conservancy is hosting Get Buzzed for Buzz Tales. Oh, and yeah. yeah. Nice. So uh, Sean has said he would go ahead and donate a voucher. Um, awesome. Steve is donating some Venom Hot Sauces. Nice. Right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I definitely appreciate 
y'all and y'all's show and y'all's sponsors and the guests because I've reached out to a lot of them and they've all been super cool about uh, donating towards the cause and supporting rattlesnake conservation. So that's that's awesome. I'd really nice, appreciate man. it. Yeah, dude. We, it's, I lo- I really love the community that we've we've built around us, kind of. Oh you yeah. Know, or at least the people that have really been involved with the podcast and what we do. It's oh, I love it, man. That's awesome. You know, and especially our sponsors, Neil, Steve, and Sean. Those guys are yeah. You know, top-notch dudes we love them to death yeah i'm That's super great, stoked man. i think it's gonna be gonna be a good event if y'all aren't free and all this coronavirus stuff is over with i hope y'all can make it down man it's gonna be at the st augustine alligator farm may 16th we'll have the zoo to ourselves foods catered there's gonna be a couple breweries there so it'll be a good time dang man yeah i would really like to make it down there for that yeah, we'll look into that. That would be awesome. Hell yeah, man. That would be awesome. Well, are we about hitting that time, Smitty? We yeah, are. We're at uh, hour 30 now. Yep. So. Nice. Oh. Well, I'd say this was a very successful episode. Hell yeah. I appreciate you guys having me on, man. This yeah, is, man. This has been awesome. So before before you sign off, though, where can people find you on the social medias and all that? Yes. Stuff? So uh, Instagram is definitely my platform of choice. Um, if you want to follow me personally and all my adventures with the Rattlesnake Conservancy and Reptile Preservation Institute, you can follow me at Crotalis underscore Cowboy. Um, if you are more interested in my personal collection, Apex underscore Arboreals is my brand and what I do all my personal stuff under. Um, and then some shameless plugs before I get out. Throw them um, <laughs> I already mentioned Get Buzz for Buzztails May 16th at the St. Augustine Alligator Farm. I definitely recommend if you can be there, definitely be there as of right now. It's not canceled. canceled. We're still full go. Um, and then visit get buzz or sorry visit savethebuzztails.org. The Rattlesnake Conservancy does offer uh, summer camps for kids. So if you have a kid and you're interested in you know sending them to Jacksonville for a week long day to day summer camp, we'll t- go over ecology, biology. There will be animal encounters, things like that. Um, and then the Venomous Herpetology Symposium is coming up this September in San Antonio, Texas. So if you didn't make it to the one in Miami two years ago, uh, this one's going to be even bigger and better than the one we had there. So definitely look into that. There is a Facebook page, Venomous uh, Herpetology Symposium, and then we have a website as well. So check that out. But yeah, that's pretty much it for me and where you can follow me. And then, of course, you can just friend me on Facebook as well, Derek Dykstra. Last name is pronounced Dykstra. So. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, nice. We definitely really appreciate you coming on. Is there an age limit for the summer camp? Um, I don't believe there Asking is for right a friend. Now. Yeah, no, I don't think we have an age limit. Uh, but if you're looking for details, once again, visit savethebuzztails.org. We have a whole page dedicated to just the summer camps so you can check that out there we also have free educator resources so if you are a reptile educator or a teacher or just interested in teaching your own kids or your friends kids about reptiles and rattlesnake conservation visit savethebuzztails.org and hit the educator resources tab free print offs and free posters coloring books things like that so oh coloring books jake awesome oh yeah yeah <laughs> you know i might actually have to use that because i 
like I said, I've been, I've been wanting to reach out to some schools and do some more educational stuff. So yeah, man. Something, something, something to use. Nursing Check homes, it out. dude. Cool. Yeah. yeah. That one, that yeah, one yeah, talk hey. I did at the nursing home was actually went really well. I say our uh, southeastern regional director just did a talk at a uh, basically a nursing home. There's a lot of old people, and you know those old people that don't have much else to do, they'll definitely get behind uh, some yeah, conservation man. work. So yeah, that's <laughs> awesome, man. Absolutely sweet. Well, again, we really appreciate you coming on, man. We had a blast with this episode. We'll yeah, no, show. thanks for having me, man. We'll, I appreciate have, to have, it. A, we'll have to have a round two sometime in the future. You hell yeah. For Absolutely. sure, man. Any yeah, and anytime you're up this way, hit us up. Definitely, yeah, dude, if you're ever in sure. Buf- if you're ever in Buford, I got a place we can find some banned water snakes. So no, <laughs> I, I might have to make a special trip for some South Carolina banded waters. <laughs> Let's go. Got you. <laughs> right on. All man. right, man. Well, y'all take it easy. Later. All right, man. You too. Bye. Later. All right. Am I still here? Yes. Oh, cool. I enjoyed well, that. I thoroughly I did enjoyed too. That. that. Yeah, that was a really good one. I, uh, Derek's awesome, man. I, I love that guy. When I met him at Carpet Fest, I was like, "Yeah, I really like this dude. Need him on the podcast. Need to be, need to be in the goods." Really, really awesome guy. Most definitely, uh, as yeah. he was saying before, our sponsors are awesome, and this show is brought to you by Steve Snakeshuary, this Venom Sauce Hot Sauces. And Sean Wagner at MP Cages and Exotics Racks Cages. He can make it. All of your housing needs. And you don't have to wait nine years to get it. No. And he does white PVC cages. Yes. So he does he does ones that are white and black. Did you see that? Yeah. Phil yeah, calls it dude. the Oreo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I saw that picture he posted. Yeah, man, Sean, you know, he can he can do anything. And, you know, once you order a cage from Sean, go ahead and order yourself some uh, Venom hot sauce. Yeah. And uh, go that route, and you can put a, put a cage together while you chow down some chicken wings with some hot sauce. Mm. So give that a try. Throw your taste buds for a loop and say, mmm. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. <laughs> On that note. This has been another episode of the Herpeticulture Podcast. It has. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Herpeticulture Podcast, the Herpeticulturepodcast.com. Listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Yeah. And this is Jacob Rotz with JL Beameralia. And this is Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. And we will talk again next week. I bid you adieu.